Welcome to the Empowered Life. I'm your friend, Ern Inyon. This podcast aims to inspire you to create the life that you want to live. If you are not yet a subscriber, be sure to subscribe and get notified when a new episode is posted. Now let's go on with the show. Hi everyone. In this episode, I would like to share my thoughts about heaven and how can we bring heaven here on earth. Heaven is a religious concept where God, angels, saints, and our dearly departed reside. It is a place where you sit beside God with utmost happiness and peace. I'm not going to talk about afterlife because obviously I don't have any experience on that. There are accounts made by people who were pronounced dead but came back to life. But those accounts are still dependent on your religious belief. So I will talk about heaven in the, to- in the context of how it can help us improve life right now. Many people believe that heaven is a place with utmost peace and happiness and the only way to get there is through dying. Many times we use the word place to mean state like when we see somebody meditating, we hear people say he is in a place of Zen. But many can't pick it up and oftentimes misconstrue that as a physical place. I believe heaven is a state or condition and not a real place. I have two reasons why I believe as such. The first one is, if it is the ultimate place of happiness, so what are we waiting for? What's the point of living? To do good things because when we die, we will be judged if we are worthy to come in? If this is true, why do we need to think we need to do something to be worthy of His love? Isn't it God loved us first without any condition? So why are we insisting that we are not worthy? We do good things, we go out there to love because that is who we are not to earn a seat of worthiness. Why do I believe this? Because when we were born, our parents loved us. Your mother was willing to die for you without you doing anything. So for those of you who are parents, isn't it this is true? Your son or daughter when they were babies, they didn't do anything except to cry, sleep, and poop. When they poop, at first, we even rejoiced over it. Oh, she pooped. It's crazy. Later, we, we, you weren't rejoicing when your child got older. You love them first. You kids don't need to do anything to earn your love. Many people who experience rejection early in life tend to view themselves as unworthy. When a person feels unworthy, she does many things. You know, people do plastic surgery and fix their noses and breasts, liposuction, buy expensive clothes and cars, even though they hardly can afford it, climb the social ladder only to feel worthy. Even if you did all the external adjustments, you still feel unworthy because the problem is not external, it is internal. I am sad for those who are caught in this web of deception. It is a horrible way to live. The second one is, 
Believing heaven to be a place of ultimate happiness and peace, where only the dead could go, makes life here on earth just a place of suffering. We are making a disparity between two places. Well, when you die, you will definitely achieve absolute peace. But I don't think you achieve happiness because happiness is an emotional state. When you die, your emotional faculty also ceases. Pain and suffering are distinct experiences. Pain refers to the physical discomfort we experience, while suffering refers to the mental discomfort. We are bound to experience pain in this lifetime because we are trapped in our physical bodies that deteriorate over time. We can prolong it, but we cannot stop it from aging. Well, at least for now. Suffering is different. It is a choice. Of course, we experience grief, sadness, and loneliness sometimes. But we also experience happiness and bliss. Life is just a mixture of all these experiences. To grieve, to feel sad, to cry doesn't mean you are weak. Some people suppress these feelings. It's okay. It only means that you are human. It's been one and a half years since my brother died. And there are moments that I just cry because I still miss my brother. We believe life is full of suffering because of number one. We believe we are unworthy. So we keep on doing good, doing good, and when we make a mistake or fall into sin, we beat ourselves telling God to forgive us. So it becomes a cycle of seeking for perfection, which is the source of suffering. Perfection will never come. It is a bone that you will never catch. Now that heaven is a state, or and and not a place this leads to two questions so what is heaven to you you know last sunday was a special day for our family my in-laws renewed their wedding vows after 55 years at the same church they got married we heard mass first and after the mass the priest administered the renewal of vows It was really like a wedding. You know, my aunts, my uncles, uh, from both sides with their family were there. The choir was also gracious to stay after the Mass and sang for the couple. And of course, everyone's favorite part, reception, followed after the ceremony. So, what's heaven to me? To see my in-laws renew their vows and felt how happy they were, That is heaven to me. Visiting my late Auntie Tet and Auntie Star and their family at home in in Fairview was heaven to me. Having lunch with my family to laugh and talk about anything all day long is heaven. To hug my boy is heaven. And to simply be with my wife is heaven. So you might probably think, These are simple, ordinary events. Well, why do we want to make heaven so complicated to experience? Of course, I dream in working on on for us to travel to other places, eat more sophisticated dishes together. But those for me are more of icing on the cake. The second one is, how can we bring heaven here on earth? 
For me, to bring heaven is to create something that brings joy to somebody. There are two points I want to highlight on what you can create. The first one is, if you are a parent, create a home that is conducive for everyone to be authentic or to be themselves. There is peace in authenticity. If your children are still in their teens or lower, it is important that they have a voice at home and never fear of being judged. No matter, no matter how outlandish we may think their opinions are, it is important that we listen to it and we seek for them also. It is the first rule if you want your child to open up with you. Never disregard them because the moment they feel they are not being heard or nobody seeks for them, they will start to disengage and look for their identity elsewhere. This is why children join gangs because they cannot find their identity at home. They will start shutting down and will never open up to you. They will see home as hell and they can't wait to leave home. You don't want that. Create your home to be the safest place for your family and strive also to be a safe person. So what do I mean by a safe person? That you are approachable and people can confide with you without the fear of being judged. I can see that in my wife. So many people find her to be a safe person. You know, from my, from our clients to colleagues to family. Our house is small, but it, ha it has been a home to so many people. From our family to the therapist undergoing personal issues in life. We are just honored and privileged to earn their trust. Whatever your job is, you bring joy to people every time you do your best. And this is the second part. Every time you give your best, you give them a piece of you. That peace is kept in the hearts of those who experience the joy you brought to them. If you are a chef, you bring joy to people when you use quality ingredients in superb cooking. You don't use substandard ingredients or half a sard cooking. You don't bring joy through deception. If you are a teacher, you bring heaven when you think and execute the best activity possible that will help your students learn the most. If you are in politics, don't be corrupt. You bring heaven by serving the public honestly and with integrity. And of course, you bring heaven to people by just doing simple acts of kindness. My wife and her sister Chi essentially organized the whole Renewal of Vows event, from calling the parish to reserving for the reception. They thought of everything except for the wedding cake. That's where Tito Larry came in. When he came to Jerry's where the reception was, he brought the cake with him. Tito Larry was and is always like that, a reliable, always mindful of the situation, and offers help that makes a difference. His presence and the wedding cake brought heaven to all of us. My sisters-in-law, Jing and Ate Bing, couldn't come because they were both in Bicol and in the US. Before the ceremony started, my wife turned on the video chat so that Jing and Ate Bing can witness the event, it made them feel they were part of it. 
a, sim- a simple act of thoughtfulness that brought heaven to Jing and Atibing. My brother-in-law, Daryl, is a creative genius. One of his projects, the client paid him gift certificates to Jerry's instead of cash. Well, he could easily sell the GCs to a, small, to a smaller amount and buy his favorite road bike. But after learning we needed to have a reception after the ceremony, he donated all of his gift certificates that paid more than half the bill, an act of generosity that brought heaven to us all. Ate Bing and her husband Alan are scheduled to go to Canada mid this year for vacation. After knowing how it means for Ate Bing to go home and be with her family, Alan gladly canceled their trip to Canada and booked their flight to Manila this July. Letting go of your preference to accommodate the desire of your wife brought joy and tears to everyone in the family. So ask yourself these questions. What does heaven mean to you? And how do you think you can bring heaven here on earth? Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please rate and review this podcast and share it to your friends. Until next time, blessings always.